Hey, if you're a repeat listener, please leave us a review or a rating. It would really help catapult us into the top 100. We're bouncing in and out on a weekly basis, and a review or a rating from you on your favorite podcast app would go a long way. Thanks so much. Welcome to the Dropship Podcast, where you'll learn how to build and grow a high-ticket dropshipping business and hear stories from successful e-commerce entrepreneurs. Let's kick this thing off. Welcome to the Dropship Podcast. Today's going to be a fun one. We've got a new series we kind of thought up here of good niche, bad niche. Uh, And people are going to send in ideas and say, hey, John, Ben, is this a good niche or a bad niche when it comes to high ticket dropshipping? Today, I like the one that we started with, John. Um, And we're going to not name names if that's that's cool, but like uh, send them in however you want to send them in so John and I can do this. The first one's automotive parts. So good niche, bad niche, automotive parts. John, be gentle here. When we say automotive parts, we're talking about a site that just sells any parts for a vehicle, a car, truck, whatever, right? Bad idea. Bad, bad, bad idea. With a caveat, but that sort, a general store that sells any automotive parts like brake pads or springs or something like that just for any vehicle is a bad idea. So, why is it a bad idea? There are a few reasons why it's a bad idea, and we'll get into the exception to uh, this particular rule towards the end. But firstly, cars are challenging, right? Vehicles are challenging, right? One of the reasons I don't like this one, which not a lot of people realize, is that when it comes to automotive parts, and one of my first jobs was selling automotive parts in a physical store, actually, so I know a lot about this, right? Every think about just think about this. How many different makes of cars are there? You know, like available on the market today. 50, 60, I don't know. It's a really high number, right? Now, how many models from each of those makes of cars are there? Probably each of them has 10, something like that. Now, how many different years do each of those models come in? Well, some of those models will go right back to the 60s right? Each of those year models may have a different version of the same part. Yeah, trim, yeah. That fits it, right? So, I've just gone through what is going to give you an exponentially complex range of different parts that are essentially the same thing, but they're actually different. They're not the same part because they're a fraction of a different size to fit that particular year model of that particular make. There is no very little crossover between makes, models, and years when it comes to things like brake pads or springs or something like that. There is some. There is not a lot. There is a wide range of varieties. And so think about then if you want to have an automotive parts general store that has things for everybody, how many different products you're going to have to have on your site. I can tell you right now it will be in the tens of thousands. And that is a horrible thing to manage. Like you've got to upload all those products. Are you going to optimize all those products? No, you're not. It's going to make your SEO an absolute nightmare because you're going to have about 990,000 zombie pages on your site that are just going to be adding zero value and dragging everything else you do down. How are you going to navigate your customers to all those products? You've got to hard code in a lot of stuff to make it actually possible for somebody to work out which are the parts that apply to my particular year, make, and model of car right? It's it's insanely complex. I've seen people try it. It turns into a dog's breakfast. And then the next thing you get hit with is anytime you try to advertise those parts, 
you will get a ton of search traffic from people who are looking to buy the car, right? So if you advertise a part for, uh, you know, uh, a 1990 Ford F-150 pickup truck, right? You will get a ton of search traffic of people searching 1990 F-150. They're not looking for the part, but Google will trigger your ads every time somebody searches that. And so you have to go through this really painful process of excluding all these search terms it's super hard to get your ads profitable because of that uh, and I, there's probably other reasons but right up that idea is just a dog's breakfast. Can you imagine trying to set up Google ads for 10,000 products? And and having to subdivide it so you can actually make sense of where every product is like your campaigns would be monsters. Yeah. Like literal monsters. Terrible. On this Terrible. channel, John and I teach Terrible. you to serve a person. Name one person who needs to shop for all of those things. It doesn't exist, right? So yep. can you niche down, niche down, niche down to find one type of person? If you can pick one part, one part on the car that you can specialize in that part, you still got a fuckload of work to do to get that one part to every vehicle, every year, every model, every trim of that model. That's still going to be a nightmare, but you know, can you keep going? Can you take this down even further and perhaps sell one part to one type of vehicle or serve one collector audience who are people who are looking at just one type of vehicle? Um, that is going to give you a chance at success here where you're not trying to serve literally the entire country. And that's the caveat that I mentioned in the beginning is there are parts of this monster of a market that can work. There are high ticket products in there. Like a lot, the majority of the products in this space aren't even high ticket products to begin with. So when somebody says you should start a high ticket dropshipping store selling auto parts, uh, it doesn't even make sense because it's not high ticket, right? So that's the first criteria uh -uh, crossed off, right? So like, but there are some things in there, as Ben says, for particular use cases for certain vehicles, um, for particular, yeah, you know, there's collectors out there for vehicles, older vehicles maybe who, you know, spend a lot of money on on really maybe more specialized and, and these days less common parts for their cars that are still produced new. Like there are segments of this that you can break it down. And so you've still got to go through the right market research to find those and to tick the criteria to say that they're um, they're going to work. And I've definitely seen a few people build some really decent businesses, high ticket dropshipping businesses around very specific parts of um, the auto industry. Certainly, we have some students who have really specialized here. And I think they have a real shot at success or are having success already. But you can't expect to serve the entire United States for every vehicle that's ever existed, for every part that's ever existed, and expect any chance at success. Uh, the companies that are doing this are extremely well-funded, are public companies with an army of individuals that are manning this. That is just not a place I would recommend starting. Thanks for listening to the Dropship Podcast. You can find all the show notes for this episode at dropshippodcast.com. And if you're ready to take the next step in your dropshipping journey, we invite you to join us inside Dropship Breakthrough, where John and I will walk you through step-by-step -step in starting your own high-ticket dropshipping e-commerce business. But that's not all. Dropship Breakthrough will also teach you everything you'll need to know to grow your business and take it to the next level. 
So head over to dropshipbreakthrough.com and sign up for our free training that will help you take the first steps towards building and growing your own profitable high-ticket dropshipping business. Hey there, I just want to take a quick break and thank you for listening to this episode. But I just don't want to thank you for listening to this episode. I just want to ask you for a favor. If you've been loving our content, if you've been loving the podcast, please do us a massive favor. Help us spread the word further by doing a couple of really simple things. The first is to make sure that you follow or are subscribed to the podcast. So if you're listening on Spotify, hit the follow button so that uh, Spotify knows you're loving our podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast player, make sure you hit their version of a subscribe button and stay subscribed. Not only will you get notified when the latest content comes out for us on the podcast, but it will also tell those platforms that you really love what they're doing. The second thing you can do, if you're listening on Spotify, please star, say that you uh, rate the show. So you can add a rating, a star rating on Spotify. You see a little star icon. You can hit that and give the show a rating. If you're listening on Apple or any other podcast player, please leave us a review. Once again, you'll be able to give the show a rating and you'll be able to leave some comments if you're listening on Apple. These things hugely help us to not only continue to produce content for you because we get more and more reach for our episodes, but once again, it sends messages to the to our lovely podcast uh, player platforms that you love the show. And so they will take the show out and show it to more and more people, which in turn helps us to do more and more to help you. So once again, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to the show and subscribe, comment, like, rate. Cheers.